Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's answer some questions. I put the tweet out yep. during the game. If you have any Stars questions, a few of you responded. Uh, at Greg Shelley 6 asked, Does it matter that the Kraken get to start every single game of the series at or very near their normal evening game time while the Stars get zero? Um you know, maybe during the regular season that might be an effect because you usually don't play at that. But I would say the Stars are pretty used to the uh, 850 um, puck drop. And by the way, once again, no matter how many times they do it, I got caught again. I got caught, Sean. Uh, you yeah. know, about 835, I'm like, all right, well, it's tape, but, you know, I'm late. I'm late. And sure yeah. enough. <laughs> um, it's uh, just, it's one yeah. of those, you know, I, I personally don't feel as though uh, I mean, I yeah, it's it's good. Seattle clearly is adjusted to that time slot, but the number of games the Stars have played at eight fifty over the past few weeks, I think they should be used to it by now too. I, I also don't think, in general, um, it's it's not. I I don't think Pacific or Far West Coast teams have any advantage schedule wise at all when it comes to game time, um, because I I don't think getting up to play a hockey game really impacts NHL players. Honestly, it's the, the, the game time and everything like that. Um, I mean, I talk to players all the time who one of the bigger challenges after playing an NHL game that starts at seven o'clock locally is getting to sleep that night. That's one of the, like, I remember talk, I've talked to multiple players this throughout this past season, just about like, how do you manage your sleep and everything like that? I mean, the bigger challenge, and it's not going to come into play into this series and, the, bit, the only real game-tying challenge I believe exists in the NHL is when you've got the, the daytime game where players' routine is, so many players have the routine of they take the afternoon nap. And when a puck drop is 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, and all of a sudden it's right when the players' typical game day routine is when they're taking a nap, and if one of those West coast teams gets stuck playing one of those games where they're playing a game that is like all of a sudden, like 11 AM or noon, their local time, then there's an advantage. But for playing a game starting at nine o'clock, like it's not, it doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't impact the players. It sucks for, it sucks for getting kids to watch the game in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hate it. Yeah. But from a, from a hockey performance perspective, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And once again, you pointed out if the stars do advance, that will change in the conference finals because they're staggered by day at that mm -hmm. point. So the West will have its own day or yeah, which yes. is nice. Yeah. Um, so we probably will see if we get there a uh, mm -hmm. seven o'clock or seven thirty start. So Kate Twizzle um, is a big Stars fan, and he does this thing. He does a roll call, and he has about 15, 20 people respond during Stars game time, and he's a big Spits and Suds supporter. So shout-out to Kate Twizzle. 
He wrote this during the first period. He said Paz was the only one who showed up in the first. The rest of the squad, including Otter, was very sloppy. Question is, is Seattle better on defense or offense overall? Hashtag Tolo. Turn it on, leave it on. Thank you so much. So my thought is, is that I thought actually the Kraken played well defensively tonight. Um, I mm-hmm. think they have some veteran D guys um, that did not cave under the star sustained pressure in the third. I, you know, I thought they did a real nice job getting the puck out of their zone, but I still think Dallas overall offense, defense, special teams is the better team. Yeah, there is. There's a couple of things the Kraken do that the Stars coaches will have to bring up. One is the fact that the Stars coaches will have to look. Will have to go over. Okay, we have to be better about dealing with the four check, the four check, right? You just have to, um, there's one particular, there's times where Seattle will throw kind of, I'll use the, the, the I call it, it's, I'm not, it's not the term I, I, I coined it's, but it's another a term for more of a skinny four check where they will, they will tunnel in on one player like they did on Lindell on the first goal for Seattle, um, where that's a play where, when that's happening, you have to either hunt and live to see another day, high off the glass and out, or just be smarter. Um, the stars need to defensively. One of the things Seattle does really well is they're willing to. Um, you have to take what's given to you at times, but you have to take the right thing. And I think one thing that Dallas did quite a bit in the second period and they did it in the third period for a little bit until they started to kind of adjust and be better for it. Um, the Kraken are willing to give you that little stuff play, that wraparound. We saw mm-hmm. quite a few of those in the second period where, and that's not really like, I know it's a good spot to have a chance, but it's not really a high danger chance, especially with modern goaltending now and everything like that. The wraparound is really I mean, it's it's not like NHL '95 and yeah. pulling that yeah, scoring every time, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but but it's so the stars kept going to that little rap or stuff play way too often when you need to take the other thing that's given to you and go back to the point, work it around, and work it from the top to come back in. And I think that's something where credit to Seattle, and this is one of the things that's great about a playoff series versus an individual game. It's something where Seattle can, in an individual game within an 82-game regular season, um, Seattle is a much tougher matchup because you can force teams into that and you can't adjust. Great thing is Pete DeBoer and his staff, probably literally as we're recording this podcast right now, are going through their adjustments in their video and when they drive back home i'm sure they'll put on this episode and they'll listen to make sure they got it right <laughs> and they uh, and and they'll and they'll and they'll adjust and they'll and they'll move on to the next series so seattle is not the next series the next game seattle i think one of the the, the things about seattle when you have to talk about are they a better offensive team or a defensive team one doesn't work without the other for seattle they create their offense from their defense. They create, they are so focused on getting up and going off everything. And honestly, if I, I, it would be very interesting to see how this Seattle team would respond in games when 
they aren't the counterattacker because I don't think this team, I don't think that Seattle team is built to win games without counterattacking. I think Matty Berniers could have had three goals tonight. I think he hit two on the post and he's yeah, good. yeah, he, he's really, he's, he's a great player. Yeah. He's really good. He he really is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I he's mean, him, a lot of he, fun he to watch. John- but he, I mean, you talked about he could have had three goals. Why Johnson could have scored yeah. three times? Yeah, too. yeah, so. a- absolutely. Okay, Aaron Thacker, uh, Thackman05, appreciate you listening. Uh, basically asks, I think what you just answered, Sean, how would you play defense against the Kraken? Would you slow down the game if possible? I'll say this. I mean, I think the Stars used to, you know, I mean, Seattle is definitely quicker than the Wild. Um, the first five minutes of the game, wow, back and forth. But I, I would say... Uh, I, you know, maintain that speed and apply pressure. Just play your game. That's don't change your style. I would just play your game because I think you're the better team on the ice. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I would, um, there's a couple, like we mentioned some of the adjustments, but overall thematically, like you're not, you're not changing your game. You just, you go out there and you do what works and what has worked and you don't, you don't need to overly change change anything um to to overreact to things i think that's where you can overcoach or overcorrect and make that mistake and um i don't think the stars are going to do that i think they're gonna come back and it's going to be a very similar game in game two but they're also not going to let up four goals in the first period Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah absolutely uh jordan harper asked the same thing what adjustments would you make in game two, uh, just wanted to shout out Jordan. Uh, thank you so much for following Spits and Suds. Milsey uh, asks, guys, I don't understand embellishment. Uh, if you actually called a penalty on the other player, if you call a cross check, you shouldn't be able to call embellishment based on cause and effect. By definition, it should be one or the other, not both. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think I think there is there definitely are times that you can call embellishment and the infraction as well. Um, but I also think there are, I, I think it's a case by case scenario, honestly. I think if like, for example, if, if you trip a guy and then after you trip him, he rolls on the ground three times and and just grabbing his arm and not grabbing his arm, but you know what I mean? Just like, is flopping like that to try to draw more like that's both a trip and it's embellishment it doesn't take away the action that he was actually tripped now if the guy is embellishing and has done it quite a bit i think that's when he starts to lose the benefit of the doubt and then maybe that trip doesn't get called yeah but that's kind of self i think that's that's a self-policing of 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 how of the system then i'll just say this and they announced it they talked about it um boucher mentioned it on the uh espn broadcast that sagan when he was cross-checked from behind went into the boards a little easy (laughs) and i just thought to myself like that might be the case however adam larson cross-checking me i'd probably fly into the boards too yeah that's a that's a big boy in larson so uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think that's a tough call to call embellishment when, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, so thank you so much everyone for your questions. And, uh, you know, I think it's basically simple, play your game, Sean, and, uh, it'll be one, one after Thursday night. And, uh, I, you know, I'm excited. It's, uh, 
it's late, but um, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. It's playoff hockey, and uh, overtime happens, and you know, you got that one under the belt. But uh, we were sitting here a few weeks ago in Minnesota at Game One, and we didn't have Joe Pavelski. So, and we were wondering if he would come back at all, and we certainly saw that he came back in massive form tonight. Yeah, it's there's a lot of really good things to like still with this team and where they're going now. Like, you know what? If you want me to be hypercritical and point things out, you know what? You got to have other people score goals. That's fine. Yep. That's true. That That's completely true. But it's also... And, and but it's not it's it, there's, there's no crisis mode here i mean the stars had i thought one of the things that they didn't do really well in the minnesota series at time was they didn't carry the puck into the zone they didn't have clean entries i thought they had pretty good clean entries tonight i thought they connected pretty well from d zone to neutral zone from neutral zone to offensive zone things that really kind of fell off a little bit in games uh three and three and four in Minnesota, but those things, those, those red flows, uh, red flags didn't happen. So yep. like the biggest red flag, if you want one is Jake Ottinger let up more goals than he should have in the first period and no one else scored goals. Yeah. Okay. And it didn't, it's going to happen. And so. Colin Miller didn't step out to me tonight as far as like that. You need to put Hanley back in. No, 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 no. He was like, I mean, he was playing his first game in yeah. a while. And I don't really, I don't really blame and it was real it was a real line blender on defense. I thought yeah. Thomas Harley was actually pretty good tonight. I mean yep. the fact that I mean the fact that Miro continues to be I mean what Miro continues to do in these these playoffs is remarkable. I mean like thirty five I mean he, he played he skated more time in an NHL game tonight than I can do on an than I than I typically do on an exercise bike in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I am worried about the wear stuff. down factor of him. But I I, I mean, I'm, but at the same I'm, time, I'm, you I'm, know, when you lead I'm, the NHL yeah. in time on ice, it's I'm not though. Like I'm not because he is Kraken, like for example, like the Kraken are gonna hit him, they're gonna do it, but he's twenty three years old. Um after each game, Miro's the guy who is, I don't know how far he actually goes, but he's literally on the stationary bike. He's probably on the stationary bike right now. He He's running extensively before the game. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried about Miro breaking down. I'm not, I mean, the moral of the story is if you are one of the best defensemen on the planet, which I believe Miro Hishkinen is, this is the norm. Yeah. You don't treat him you don't treat him with kid gloves. So I'm not going to treat him with kid gloves. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Congratulations to Lindy Ruff. They move on. They play Carolina next. This is a June or July podcast, but we are going to recap the Miro Hashkinen draft at some point. <laughs> um minus Nolan Patrick. <laughs> um I was just thinking the other day, like, you know. Everyone talks about Makar. Everyone talks about Heiskanen as well they should, and they probably would be one and two in that draft if you redrafted all over uh, along with um, uh, Vancouver. Um, well, especially, I mean, especially, especially right now of this playoff series. Yes. To be fair, if you were, ha- if you asked that question 
two weeks ago before the playoffs started, Jason Robertson could have been number one. To go absolutely. Number one, yes, number two absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So. And I bring that all up because uh, Nico Hersher had a um, a really good series against the Rangers and 80 points this year. So, I mean, he was, yeah, he was, he was good last night. Kind of forgotten as the number one pick overall because of the others. Yeah. So actually not, not, not last night, two nights ago. Yeah. It's already Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I know. I just wanted to say congratulations, Lindy Ruff before it got too late. Uh, Congratulations. It's so awesome. A story, what he has done in uh, New Jersey. So, all right, we're going to allow Sean to go to bed and we're going to allow me to go to bed because we both have day jobs as well. So we're going to get to that. And we do want to thank you so much for listening to the Spits and Suds post game. We will be on Thursday uh, after the next game, and hopefully the uh, Stars make it one uh, one to one. Uh, so thanks so much for uh, supporting us and listening, everybody. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. He is Sean Shapiro of D Magazine of uh, Boy, it's late. EP ringside <laughs> of uh, Shab Shots. And uh, got to get the book plug. Got to get the book plug. Got to get the book plug. The name of the <laughs> book. Oh, my God. I should have brought it up. Is uh, We Win Here. The definitive essays you'd need to know about the Texas stars. So there you go. Buy Sean's book. Support Sean. And have a great night, everyone. Yep, Gavin. I appreciate it. You've. Uh, it, this is fun. I appreciate you running that help helping this show run smoothly and uh we're gonna have some more fun with this uh two nights from now yeah yeah absolutely but for now our heads hit the pillow and stars fans don't worry it's just one game and we both feel the stars will still prevail so we'll see you soon on spits and suds